New England Patriots running back Ramondre Stevenson is officially a buy low after a horrendous 2023 season. We'll explain why on this episode of the Locked On Dynasty Football Podcast. You are Locked On Dynasty Football, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Here are your hosts, Marcus Mosher and Kate Madjuke. Welcome back to the Locked On Dynasty Football Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We'd like to thank you for making us your first listen of the day. Today's episode is brought to you by LinkedIn. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the qualified candidates that you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash NFL. That is linkedin.com slash NFL to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. I am your host, Marcus Mosier. You can follow me on Twitter at Marcus underscore Mosier. Joining me today, as always, is Kate Majuk. You can follow her on Twitter at Kate Majuk. On today's show, we are recapping the New England Patriots. What an awful season from this Patriots offense. Uh, but the biggest dynasty winners, losers, and some trade targets maybe that you should go after this offseason. But Kate, I want to start with Ramondre Stevenson because I think everybody anticipated Ramondre having a big season here in year three with New England didn't happen. Uh, what are your thoughts on the now veteran running back? I mean, I love Ramondre Stevenson, the running back, right? It started out the year being drafted on average per Dynasty League football as the overall RB12. Now, heading into the month of February, being drafted as the RB22. So, fell about 10 spots in the running back rankings. Obviously, there there were a lot of, I think, different things that contributed to a disappointing season for Ramondre Stevenson. Averaged as the RB31 in fantasy points per game, uh, career lows with four yards per carry, 2.8 yards after contact per attempt. And that's all with the fact that, you know, additionally, the Pats ranked 12th in the league with a 63 and a half run blocking grade per PFF. So, you know, you look at kind of all these factors, and I think a big part of this lack of production and lack of efficiency generally stemmed from this Patriots offense. Obviously, you look at the Patriots, they rank 31st in EPA per play, they rank bottom six in yards per play. Like this wasn't a good, this wasn't a good offense. And running backs can be so dependent on a good offense because they also have the need to just you know, have the luxury of running the football. They weren't in a position where they had a ton of luxury to run the football this year. And that was kind of a perfect storm. Now, Ramondre Stevenson, as I mentioned, he had that drop in ADP. I want you to talk about his standing as a buy low candidate, because I think a lot of people are probably wondering with this Patriots offense, what can we expect? Because obviously, Big overhaul at this point. No more Bill Belichick. You've got a whole new team, right? Like this is going to be a a whole new regime. This is a whole new era. It seems like the likelihood is that they're going to look to get a a fresh start on offense, secure a new franchise quarterback. Where does Ramondre Stevenson fit into that mix? I think he fits right in, to be honest, because – Bill Belichick, one of his flaws was that he always preferred to play veterans over young players. And even like early in the season when Ramondre Stevenson was healthy, 
Ezekiel Elliott was getting a lot of touches and there's really no reason for that at all. Like New England wasn't going to be a contender anyways. You might as well develop your run, young running back. And they just didn't do that. I think with Gerard Mayo, they're going to be much more aggressive playing young players because they recognize like, hey, we are in a rebuild. And I just don't think Bill Belichick ever really considered that the Patriots were in a rebuild because he wanted to win so badly. He wanted to go for this record, right? And obviously he didn't get it in New England. I think he will eventually get it. I just get the sense, Kate, that they're going to draft a quarterback at number three. I hope it's Jaden Daniels. And they try to find some weapons in free agency. Maybe they draft one, but it's probably going to be a lot of Ramondre Stevenson in year one of Mayo's rebuild because there's just not going to be an, ex- an incentive to go out and sign an Ezekiel Elliott or sign a Leonard Fournette. You might as well just play the guys that you already have on your roster and develop them. And that's why I like I like Ramondre so much because you can get him outside of the top 20 running backs right now. And Kate, there's like a pretty good chance he just gets 280 touches this year. Well, here's the thing. You also, you look at, at Mayo as the head coach. You look at the fact that they brought in Alex Van Pelt as the offensive coordinator, spent the last four seasons in Cleveland. And what do we think of when we think of the Cleveland Browns and their identity on offense over the past four years? It's been the run game. They've ranked top five in rush attempts in four or three of four seasons with Alex Van Pelt as offensive coordinator, never ranked outside of the top 10 in total rush attempts, ranked top 10 in total rushing yards in three of those four seasons, top 10 in rushing touchdowns in three of those four seasons. And I'm not saying Ramondre Stevenson isn't Nick Chubb, but I'm saying the offensive coordinator that they brought in, I do think complements this kind of, you know, obviously they grabbed a a defensive-minded head coach promoted from within. Mm -hmm. Now, I I think the hiring of Alex Van Pelt kind of solidifies this notion that Bill Belichick might be gone, but this is still a defense-first, ball-control-style offense. And Ramondre Stevenson could fit that mold pretty pretty well here, despite the down year. And we also know he has some receiving upside. Sure. Yeah, I I think there's a chance that he just gets peppered with targets in the passing game as well, especially if they have a young quarterback because young quarterbacks love to throw to the running backs. I love Ramondre Stevenson as a, you know, somebody who has, you know, high end RB two potential and production uh, that you don't have to pay a lot for. And we've seen him be an effective goal line runner. We've seen him be a good receiver out of the backfield. And before he got hurt last year, he had that high ankle injury was pretty efficient. So I give me give me Ramondre Stevenson all day. New England also Kate has so many other needs on this roster that I don't think they can afford to spend high draft capital on a running back. I don't think they can afford to spend cap space on a running back. They're going to bring somebody else in. But I'm just not all that worried about Ramondre being in a timeshare. And if he's not into a timeshare, why couldn't he be just based on volume alone a top 14 ish running back. Yeah. And I think, you know, the, the probably biggest hang up here for Ramondre Stevenson is, is that it doesn't appear like he holds a ton of long-term value, but that's the running back position. That's just the running, yeah, yeah, That's the running back position. That's the nature of the game here. So what I love to do is find these one or two year loaners at the running back position, yeah. ride them and, and leave. And that's actually the, the NFL's kind of current, 
stance on the running back position. I think Ramondre Stevenson's a, a really interesting candidate to do that. I agree. He's one of my favorite buy low running back targets. There's not going to be a lot of them this year. Uh, and this was kind of the, the case last year uh, outside of a couple guys like Kyron Williams and Rashad White. I do think Ramondre has a chance to really bounce back in 2024. Uh, but let's talk about somebody on this offense who actually performed well this year. I know it's hard to believe, but there were a couple players who did give you some sort of fantasy value in 2023. We will discuss that single player next. This episode is brought to you by LinkedIn. When you're hiring for your small business, you want to find quality professionals that are right for the role. That's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs has the tools to help you find the right professionals for your team faster and for free. LinkedIn isn't just another job board. LinkedIn has a vast network of more than a billion professionals, which makes it the best place to hire. It gives you access to professionals you can't find anywhere else. LinkedIn does all that while making the process so quick and easy. Hiring is easy when you have this many quality candidates. So easy, in fact, that 86% of small businesses get a qualified candidate within just 24 hours. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash NFL. That is linkedin.com slash NFL to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. This episode is brought to you by FanDuel. Happy Super Bowl to all who celebrate from FanDuel, America's number one sports book. If you're like me, Super Bowl Sunday is all about getting that best seat in the house and grabbing your favorite football snacks and placing some of your favorite bets. Uh, I love the food on Super Bowl Sunday. You just can't beat it. Pizza, wings, chips, dips. It's all its all phenomenal. I also love betting on the Super Bowl. I bet on a little to bet on the Chiefs this morning on a little bit of a teaser. FanDuel has so many different ways for you to end the season with a W or two or three. Not only can you bet on who will win Super Bowl 58, but FanDuel also has bets for who will score the first touchdown, how many points will be scored, and so much more. New customers, join today and you'll get $200 in bonus bets if your first bet of $5 or more wins. Just visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn to sign up. That is FanDuel.com slash LockedOn. Make every moment more with FanDuel, the official sportsbook partner of the NFL. Welcome back to the Locked On Dynasty Football Podcast. Locked On has launched the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel on YouTube. Locked On Sports Today is here for you 24-7, covering the top sports stories of the day with the local experts of Locked On, plus our national shows covering every league. Go to Locked On Sports Today on YouTube and subscribe to the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel. Okay, let's talk about Hunter Henry, who is all the way down at tight end 35 in the recent batch of ADP from Dynasty League Football. I kind of like what he did this year. I thought he, he played pretty well, especially down the stretch. What are your thoughts? Love Hunter Henry. And here's the thing, Marcus. Hunter Henry is a free agent as of 2024. So while the Patriots are in the middle of their top to bottom rebuild, I don't know that they bring back Hunter Henry, an age 29 tight end, who I do think heading into free agency has an opportunity to sign with a myriad of other teams, one of them being maybe a return to the LA Chargers who still haven't found their, you know, answer at tight end. Uh, I like that. I didn't even think about that one. I like that one. Though. It could like, it could be a, a solid reunion. Uh, mm-hmm. a, another fit that I really like the Colts, uh, Shane mm-hmm. Steichen 
was the OC for the LA Chargers in Henry's final two seasons with the team. Uh, and you know what, Marcus? Hunter Henry was a pretty solid fantasy option in those two seasons, ranked as the tight end nine and tight end 13, respectively, over those two years. In that span with Shane Steichen, amassed 115 receptions, uh, just under 1,300 receiving yards, nine touchdowns. I think there are a lot of really solid landing spots here where Hunter Henry could be an immediate asset in the receiving game. Obviously, he is no spring chicken. He is 29 years old. But that's not but, super old for a tight end, though. No, not super old for a tight end. Just turned 29 uh, and not too long ago, back in December. But I think when you're looking at Hunter Henry, I think, you know, can be an asset in the red zone. I think has a pretty safe floor, uh, all things considered, in terms of his receiving production. I, Hunter Henry is basically free in all of your fantasy leagues. Uh, finishes the tight end 18 in what could be considered a, an abysmal year for the Patriots offense specifically. I think that Hunter Henry might also be uh, proving some value, even if he doesn't return to the Patriots here in the coming season. Where did he finish among tight ends this season? Do you have that in front of you? Overall tight end 18 averaged 7.1 fantasy points per game. And that is with the Patriots flip-flopping quarterbacks all season long and having one of the worst offenses in the league still finishes as a top 20 tight end. I know that's not great, uh, but I actually play in two different leagues that are tight end premium where we have to start two tight ends every single week. And Hunter Henry is somebody where, yeah, the upside's not huge, but you feel like there's a lot of tight, there's a lot of touchdown potential. I I get the feeling, Kate, that smart teams in the NFL are going to look at Hunter Henry and be like, "Can we get him on like a two-year, fourteen million dollar deal and bring him in?" I'm going to give you an example. You mentioned the Chargers. I think that would be a great fit. I think if you put him with the Bengals, uh, with you know, Ooh. you have him be the tight end with the Bengals, where he can make plays down the field, he can be a red zone option. I think that makes a lot of sense. I thought the Bengals really missed having CJ Uzama and Hayden Hurst over the last couple of years. They just didn't get that type of sort of tight end production this season. You put him in that offense, and I think he's really good. I, I just get the feeling you will see there be a market for Hunter Henry, not on a long term deal, maybe a one or two year deal. Uh, we know he's a good receiver. He's managed to stay healthy, which was a knock on him earlier in his career. I really like Hunter Henry at tight end 35. It costs you nothing to get him. And I think he's going to be a hot commodity in uh, free agency this year. I definitely think that's the case. And Marcus, you brought up, I mean, it, it's really hard to evaluate Hunter Henry as a standalone asset. When you're looking at a Patriots offense that ranked bottom six in passing yards, bottom six in passing touchdowns, bottom six in yards per play. Like this was not a good offense and that wasn't because of Hunter Henry. Uh, but I do think that, you know, it, again, there is going to be a market because I think what he brings is that element of a safety valve at the tight end position. I think he's just a, a really solid tight end. Yeah. He's never going to have the upside of a Travis Kelsey as a receiver, yes. but. Well, okay. Why couldn't he be? This year's version of like Dalton Schultz last year. Dalton Schultz signed a one-year, six million dollar deal with Houston. Yes. Did Schultz put up huge numbers? No, but he gave you solid tight end production and it cost you nothing. I mean, Hunter Henry. Okay, listen to some of the tight ends that are being drafted ahead of Hunter Henry. Zach Ertz, no. the corpse of Zach Ertz, who no. just signed with was it the Detroit Lions and it was on their practice squad, being drafted ahead of him. 
Will Mallory, who is the third tight end for the Indianapolis Colts behind Jelani Woods and Kyle Grayson. Soon to be uh, behind Hunter Henry. Yeah, Taysom that. Hill, who's 33. Noah Fant, who, I mean, did nothing in Seattle. Luke Schoonmaker, who was the backup tight end for Dallas. I mean, Dawson Knox. I, you pro- no. Honestly, you probably don't even have to go out and trade for Hunter Henry. He is just somebody that I am really excited about because I won't. Here's what I think is going to happen, Kate. Let's say he signs with the Chargers, as you mentioned. His ADP is going to go from tight end 35 all the way to like tight end 20. And that might not seem like a huge jump, tight end 20, that's whatever. But now you're talking about somebody who is going to be fantasy relevant every week. So go get him now before that ADP goes way, way up. For sure. Yeah. All right, let's talk about some trade targets in this offense. Again, the options are pretty limited here in New England. It's it's not it's not an offense that you want to invest a ton in, to say the least. But there are there is at least one player that I am interested in moving forward. We will get to him next. This episode is brought to you by DoorDash. Did the game go to timeout? Time to order in with DoorDash. Is it halftime? That is ordering in time. Two-minute warning. You got it. That is your cue to order in. Whenever the game clock stops, that's the time to order in with DoorDash. Listen, order pizza, wings, sodas, burgers, or even just buns on DoorDash and get it all delivered without missing the game. You don't want to be getting up and moving around during the Super Bowl. You want to just be watching this game. Uh, So go ahead, order whatever you want. Get prepared before the big game. Stock up on your favorite appetizers or all the tailgate gear on DoorDash. Then get ready to watch your team win. Get 50% off up to a $10 value when you spend $15 or more on your first order. When you download the DoorDash app and enter promo code LOCK23, subject to change, terms apply. Again, that is 50% off up to a $10 value when you spend $15 or more on your first order. When you download the DoorDash app and enter promo code LOCK23, subject to change, terms apply. This episode is brought to you by eBay Motors. Passion, drive, and patience. It's what brings home the winning trophy. It's also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance from superchargers, roof racks, uh, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered with over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die. You'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, uh, it's guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber and not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only, exclusion supply, eBay guaranteed fit only available to U.S. customers. Welcome back to the Locked On Dynasty Football Podcast. On tomorrow's show, it's a Matt Williamson Wednesday. We're going to be answering your mailbag questions, so make sure that you send them into us uh, at Locked On Dynasty. You can send them to at Kate Majuk. I'm at Marcus underscore Mosier. But Kate, let's wrap up this uh, Patriots recap with a trade target. Who do you got? I'm going to roll with Demario Douglas, who, Marcus, he's he's a little guy, right? Six-round wide receiver out of the 2023 draft class, came out of Liberty just under 5'8 and 179 pounds, height and weight rank in the first and seventh percentiles, respectively. So you're not drafting a big boy here. No. Nope. But 
started the season being drafted as the wide receiver 97 back in August. Now he's bumped up to wide receiver 48. And I do think that he's a, a rookie that, you know, probably had a really underrated season, 561 receiving yards, no touchdowns, but among the 20 rookies with 30 or more targets this season, ranked six in yards per route run, third in yards after the catch per reception, had the six or sorry, second most misforced tackles after the catch. Uh, he did a lot of, I, I think, pretty impressive things mm -hmm. given uh, the bad offense that we've played. We've already talked about how bad the offense is was in relation to Ramondre Stevenson, Hunter Henry. That same thing applied to Demario Douglas. But coming out, obviously, he wasn't fully healthy, played just 14 games this year, had some concussion issues, which is a little nerve wracking. But he's really quite cheap. Uh, he's a slot Nothing. receiver, which I I love, especially for you know some of these these PPR type leagues where he's not going to have a a deep depth of target, but he might be a safety valve over the middle of the field that could really complement you know a full PPR scoring fantasy format. Yeah, and he's cheap. And he's probably going to be the best receiver on this team. We usually see with these day three receivers, if they can produce at all during their rookie year, it's a pretty good sign about some future success, right? And for Douglas to get over 500 yards as a day three receiver and dealing with some injuries as year went on, I'm, I'm really encouraged. Um, we usually see these guys in year two really pop off. I think Douglas is going to do the same. Yeah. And again, I'm, I'm not saying he's a must trade target, but if there's anybody on this offense that I'm even having my interest peaked slightly, obviously the Patriots need to bring in somebody at wide receiver, which they will. We know they which will. They they're, will. They're, there's just no way. Uh, do we, we think they probably both move on from Juju Smith Schuster this offseason, right? Yes, for sure. And I, I think that in terms of like a, a role as, as the slot guy, I think, Douglas has probably earned that right. And mm -hmm. they're not, I don't, I don't think they're going to be in the market for a slot receiver. I think no. they're going to, they need bodies on the outside. So when I'm looking at their greatest needs, I don't see it being in the wheelhouse that Douglas is going to be playing for the foreseeable future. No, I, I don't think so either. They signed Devonte Parker to a contract extension last off season. He's probably going to be one of the outside receivers. Tyquan Thornton has shown nothing to date. Uh, Juju, Juju Smith-Schuster really struggled with that knee, just never really looked healthy outside of that one Steeler game in the middle of the season. <laughs> of course. Uh, of course. Uh, so I do think they're going to go look to see if they can get a bona fide X receiver, but that just doesn't take anything away from Pop Douglas. He's going to stay in the slot. I think he's going to get a million targets. And on an offense that's probably going to be behind a lot, why not? I I, I just won't, I won't be shocked, Kate, if it's, Year two, assuming he plays like 14, 15 games, 800 yards, four to five touchdowns with some positive touchdown regression. Why not? Yeah, and I think this whole offense, if they can make some improvements at quarterback, if they which can, they which most most options on the board right now are, are an upgrade at quarterback, I'll say. If they get the op upgrade at quarterback, if they can secure – you know, at least one bona fide X receiver here. I do not think that things can get any worse nope. for this team. And I do think that 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 kind of 
put some positive things in the mix for the potential future of Demario Douglas. All right. So just to recap, Ramondre Stevenson, one of the biggest losers from this Patriots team in terms of, uh, terms of his dynasty value, he was being drafted as a top 12 running back at this time last year. Now his ADP down to RB 22. Kind of think he's a buy. Uh, Hunter Henry finishes tight end 18 during the 2023 season. He is a free agent, but at tight end 35, again, another player that we are kind of interested in. And then Pop Douglas, a second year player going into a second year. Again, another buy. I, I know it. I know we don't like this New England Patriots offense, but everybody's values are so suppressed because of how bad the Patriots were this year that there might actually be a few values on the board, Kate. Yep, and I think we're going to see that as a theme throughout our postseason recaps. There are several teams in the league that I think fit this mold of coming off a disastrous season on offense that we might be able to find some of that suppressed value for our dynasty rosters. Yeah, one team that's not coming off a bad offensive season are the Miami Dolphins. We're going to be talking about them on Thursday in our team preview. Uh, some of the biggest dynasty winners, losers, and some trade targets. So make sure you tune in for that. Again, on Wednesday's show, we're going to be doing some mailbag questions with Matt. Uh, those shows have been absolutely so much fun. They've been excellent. Go check them out. Uh, check it out on Wednesday. Uh, make sure you're following the show wherever you get your podcasts. We are free and available on all platforms. Check out the show on YouTube. We have been posting videos every single day over there as well. Go follow Kate on Twitter, at Kate Majuk. I'm at Marcus underscore Mosier, and we will see you right back here tomorrow.